While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Barrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chris McCarthy. As always, Marcus Ferro's here. Welcome to South Coast tonight. We'd love you to have us join us at 401... 401-5. <laughs> 401-508-996-0500. Um, I wouldn't mind doing Providence. 401? Yeah. 401? Yeah, yeah. that's 401. Yeah, yeah. Um, Providence is, is, is a very nice market. Um, yeah. Buddy Cianci was the first one he broke through the barrier to make a million dollars a year as a talk show host. Oh, yeah? A million dollars a year. That was a long time ago. Mm. That he broke the barrier for a million dollars a year. Um, yeah. That's... It's hard to... Um, yeah. A million... It was... He, he, he had a long... He had the afternoon show. Yeah, yeah, I know. Three hours... It was a long road to, to get there. But he certainly um, <laughs> paid his dues. <laughs> he definitely paid, he his, paid dues. his dues. That's right. <laughs> he, he, he did pay his dues. Um, uh. <laughs> although he did, he did get to beat up his his wife's boyfriend with uh. a fire poker. <laughs> so you know, most guys would do the time for that. Um, the um, but now, Marcus. Speaking of revenge, there's, <laughs> there, there, <laughs> if the city council really wants people's opinions, right? Here's a great way to show your opinion. Run. Run mm-hmm. for office. Okay. No better time in the city of New Bedford, I would say in the last 10 years, since Scott Lang got into got into the race. Yeah. To run for office. Yeah. All right. Now, I don't think the mayor is vulnerable this year. That's all I'm talking about. I'm saying for the city council, if you ever wanted to be involved in municipal government, it's a two-year term, not a four-year commitment. Um, there's plenty of issues across the board. Because e- even if you, let me just point out, if you favor rent control, you still should be upset about this, this city council. Because they didn't really move you forward. They just asked an opinion question. They wasted two years and came up with an opinion question. What I'm saying is that you can run and say, I'm for rent control, but I think these guys haven't done anything. Right. I mean, there, there is a progressive argument, as much as there is a conservative argument, to be made against what the city council has done. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hi, Marcus and Chris. Uh, just had a question for you. Sure. Um, I know, Marcus, you're on the Board of Public Works. I, I, I used to be. I, I, I stepped down because of, I'm too busy here, but I, I was as a... Oh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. aware of that. Yes. But, but my question was with the um, proposition two and a half overriding oh, yeah. the town of Haven. Yep. 
I was wondering what you guys' opinion of that was. Sure. And uh, I think, Mark, if you live in town, I don't know if Chris lives in town. I do. Yeah. yeah, we both live in town. Yeah. I didn't know what your feelings were about it, and uh, I was just curious. Sure. So, my, so here's my my opinion. So, well, let's let's explain. Yes. Go ahead, uh, Mark. So. Uh, I wrote a story. It's on WBSM.com. You can check out. I spoke with Kevin Gonzalez, who's the uh, president of the uh, Fairhaven um, Fire uh, Firefighters Union, and they talked about their low staffing. Right now, they're at six uh, firefighters per shift. They want they're going to, I think, by July, move to seven firefighters per shift. But they're really saying nine is where they need to be in a, in a space that's tenable, not optimal, but at least operational, where they can do their job with it not being a serious, serious uh, safety risk. So they said okay. there's a few ways in which that can be done. They talked about safer grants from the federal government. They said they said that the town can reallocate, uh, we, they, they can reallocate some money. Uh, um, uh, but one of the things that seemed to be the most realistic was the Prop 2.5 override. So the Prop 2.5 override um, is... Chris, explain what the Prop 2.5 override is. Sure. So um, we have two kinds of Prop 2.5 overrides. One, generally debt exclusion for a building. So, for instance, a new school, a new town hall, something like that, which goes on for the life of the bonds, 20 years. Then you have a general Proposition 2.5 override to fund general government. What is Proposition 2.5? Proposition 2.5 limits the amount of the levy, the taxable levy, uh, to 2.5% increases at the most per year without without a two and a half override. With the override it allows on a general override allows tax to be raised for the for the lifestyle, for the life of, of, of taxes, which is forever, uh, on the amount, okay, to fund general government. I'm generally skeptical of those and I think it has to be done with with a very uh, close eye on how the money is being spent. So, but so, I, so is the reason that so is the reason they're doing it is it for the fire department staffing? Well, that's the reason. That's that the, one of the reasons. That's the reason that the fire department is lobbying for it. That's uh, not the fire department. The fire union is lobbying for it is because they said it'll cost it'll cost generally cost people uh, and a I, dollar something like a dollar twenty seven per week. I I believe although we haven't spoken to them here, my impression is that the administration of the fire department, the leadership supports that idea they uh they're working close with the union i think they i know they support extra staffing i'm not sure on the funding i know that i'm not sure either yeah i'm not sure on how it's funded they do support nine a nine person uh firefighter per shift staff but there's no doubt about it they do the budget so they know it's a money issue yeah right um what, what you're seeing in some places is a staffing issue because of a lack of personnel not funding um, but see, in Fairhaven, it is funding. That they've just yeah. Online, that they say they only have like five people in the in the fire station, and they all go off for of calls and different things from there. Then they're under staff. Right. Yeah. So well, it's, it's, it's actually it's, a it's actually situation. it's actually it's actually like incredibly incredibly dangerous because um, as Kevin had explained uh, a couple weeks ago on the show, they had a fire on Main Street where you had you, know, you think of the apparatus they have, the fire trucks, right? There was three fire trucks they had with one firefighter on each of those trucks. And so the reason that you, and they said the, the operationally they can do three. Most, they said optimals for operationally most departments or many departments do three. And the reason that there's three is because each person has a task to do on those big trucks. They, 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 oh, yeah. they, they break down 
Um, j- just like my, you know, I, when he talks about it, I, I think about my military time. We had a three-man crew on my military police team. Everyone knew what they were doing. Um, one guy was a driver. One person was a gunner. One person was communications. And you all had to do your separate roles. I, I would just say this, that most of us never want to have to call the fire department. We never want to have to call an ambulance. For most of my life, I never did until I had to. I should say my girlfriend had to call. And the Fairhaven Fire Department saved my life. Not once, but twice. And that now maybe maybe that's a disappointment to some of you. But 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 just just to you know, all joking aside, I'm alive today because of a Fairhaven firefighter who took the time to convince me to go to the hospital. And I asked, it's funny, because when I came to and came through everything, and my story is pretty well known, and it's not about me, I'm just saying it could be you as well, that when I, no, came, no, no, I, know. When I, know. I came to in the hospital, I asked one of the nurses, I said, hey, what would have happened had I not come in that day, had I just stayed home, which was my plan, because I said to the firefighter, I'm all right. I'll, I'll go tomorrow if I, if I don't. If I, he said, Chris, there's not going to be a tomorrow. You've got to go now. But he knew that I wasn't making sense. My oxygen down was was down. I wasn't. I didn't understand the situation. But I, I agreed, and I didn't. I I just I trusted the man. So I went with him. Right. So the nurse told me. He goes, I don't know exactly what would have happened because it happened here in the hospital. He said you would have died because you almost died here in the hospital. You you know and he detailed all the stuff that happened to me he said none of that you wouldn't have had any of that at home you would have died you would have your girlfriend would have woken up and you would have been dead that's the end of that would have been the end of you and it's only because a firefighter took the time to explain to me let's go you've got to go and then the second time was when i wasn't feeling well and i could have put it off and i was in kidney failure but by then i knew better because i had been saved once before and so the firefighters came and they took me to the hospital and they, they decided i did realize i was in kidney failure my father was also saved by the freetown fire department he'd had a heart attack he was dead at home they put the paddles on him and they brought him back to life i'm just saying for one family to have two two members brought back by firefighters is not just that the McCarthys don't take care of themselves. It's that you may not either. So I would say the two and a half overrides worth it. I think so. And and, and just to put to put a sort of a bow on it, um, what Kevin had said is a, a, the cost would be like a dollar twenty seven per week uh, per you know per taxpayer basically per household. Yeah, well, that was my question. I was wondering if you guys supported it and if that was what the main reason I do. was for it. I do. Uh, and if that's the reason for it, yeah, I, I do. But as Chris said, there's, you know, there's going to have to be some, you know, just watch. There's going to have to be some close monitoring of, of how that, because it's, it's, there's no, there's, there's no, like, once, once the override happens, that's right? Yeah. The toothpaste is out of the tube. Right. So, right. so I, I, I support it. I think, you know, as someone who, when I was a kid, uh, when I was younger and I lived off the neck, when I was with my parents and all that, well, I had to call the fire department a few times, right? Right. And not because of something I did, but... Uh, <laughs> it was the other kid. Not because of something I did, but our house almost caught on fire um, when we lived, not, when not we lived the off Marcus, the neck. Not that Mark has anything to do with yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't have anything to do with it. Our house almost caught on fire. Um, and the other one was responding to a medical emergency from someone in my family. So so as someone who's had to contact the uh, the Fairhaven Fire Department numerous times, I do think it's something that we, if that's the only 
only uh, option to bring us to nine uh, firefighter staffers. I do think that that's the option that we have to take. But this caller is doing the right thing. He's asking questions early. Well, that, well that's what I'm asking. Right. Is it just for that or is it for something else that, that well, we don't know? I think, I, 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 yeah, that's, that's... Well, the, here's the thing. Town meeting is where all, all the decisions are made. Your board of selectmen is where is the other legislative body that makes the decisions. But then does it go, if it passes through town meeting, does it go to a vote? It goes to a ballot. Town? Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a great question, sir. So what happens is the selectmen vote and the town meeting vote to put it on the ballot. And then it goes to the, to the voters. Uh, it'll go to the voters in November. Um, for, okay, in November. Okay. Yeah. And so that's when the voters well, will get a chance. Yeah. What is it? Would it be in this November? So people would just be basically showing up to do a two-and-a-half override, or would they wait to the next town election? You know, I, I'm i not sure, Mark. I'm not sure. But it would, but, but the process would still be the same. They'd right. have to do the town meeting. But, but the town meeting is usually in May, correct? Uh, usually May or June, yeah. And then you'll it's get – uh, they, they could also do a special town meeting they, just for that. They could, although they may have to do it – Again, there, some some things can be done at special. Some things can be done only at a general. But, but eventually, oh, okay. you still have to go to the general. Eventually, it goes to the it. ballot. Yes, yeah, oh, you, you have to vote for it. We we all have to vote for it. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I was curious about. Yeah. So, so I think you're doing the right thing. So you're asking questions early, because um, the, the the thing is, I think, given what I have heard about what they need the money for. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think so. Now, that being said, I know that nobody wants to pay more taxes um, and that you want to make sure your money is spent the best way possible. So I do think that questions are important and and sit around and wait for the answers and then make sure they make sense to you, right? Ask yeah. the firefighters. Ask the police. Depending, you know, ask the, your selectmen, um, what they, the town administrator, uh, ask them what... They need the money for it. The finance committee. Um, I used to love watching the finance committee on television here in Fairhaven. I thought they asked really good questions. Although I think one of the one of the more experienced guys has retired from the finance committee. But um, really, there's a lot of questions. I think it's I think it's good to start early asking questions, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Hey, have a good night. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Thanks. Appreciate it. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. By the way, you're getting high marks from Wally in New Bedford saying, "Give that man a gold star." Chris McCarthy for mayor, uh, and um, I wanted to clarify he wasn't saying anything bad about uh, Tim. He said, "But do you, um, yeah." Uh, so, so this is a, this is a good question. If we have to, we're going to. Re- uh, it's worth revisiting this topic. <laughs> well, well, because well, the thing but, is, that, that voting to override, voting to increase your taxes yeah. is a serious decision. Yeah. Right? And um, it, it, well, 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 not even just voting to increase your taxes, voting to give your government carte blanche to raise your property taxes right. for whatever reason they want. Right, right. Okay. So, you, you, you want to make sure, and again, you're going to hear all kinds of things, right? All kinds of rumors, all kinds of... Um, Stuff rumors on top of rumors, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the worst. Yeah, it's when someone you hear a rumor and then you run with it and you make up another rumor, right? Yeah, or, or misconception. Of, I think of, we do the show. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it is our business model, but but, but the, the point being is is that um, my experience is that you've got a lot of knowledgeable people, um, people who are particularly knowledgeable in their segment, right? Um, the firefighters. Boy, I'll tell you something. I did 
many union contracts as a selectman. Firefighters, town workers, police. They know what they need. Mm-hmm. And they um, are to a fault honest, I would say. Yeah. Um, firefighters particularly really want good equipment. And mm-hmm. I understand why. The combat, the reason, how, here's, how, here's the reason how a firefighter can save your life. It's a combination of skills, training, confidence in their training, confidence in their equipment, and confidence in the people around them. All right? If you've got enough, and they never have enough, I guess that's the right way to put it, but if you have the right training, the right equipment, and you trust the people around you, the numbers that they work, and you trust that their equipment and their training is going to work, they'll go into any burning building and save your life or your child's life. Yeah. Or, or in, in the case of the last fire, a cat's life. That's very important. Right. <laughs> Marcus, Marcus particularly thinks that's important, as do I. Well, because I, I've always, uh, that's one of the things I'm like, if there's a fire, what am, how am I going to save my cat? You're not going to. The firefighters, the firefighters will save my cat. Right. Yeah. Um, and we've really seen a lot of heroics. And, and of course, I'm talking about all the firefighters in the area. Um, you look at the incredible heroics. It's because they're confident that they have the training there, and that their equipment will work. Yeah, and there's one, one other thing on this, on this point that um, Kevin had brought up, and I think it's important to talk about. Uh, what they, you know, what the union, the unions acknowledging the importance of call firefighters or, um, you know, people volunteer, you know, the people that, right. that are like on call, you know, whatever they get to the call and they, they do, they, they go out there, they make those, they take those risks as well. They, right. they acknowledge that and they say it's really important. It's important to the workforce and all of that. But, um, the, the, the need, the staffing is really what it's really for is those critical moments at, in the early, um, the, the onset of the fire called the initial attack. Right. And he said, you know, a fire doubles in size every 30 seconds. It's amazing. So if you don't put an extinguishing agent on that, if you don't have people in the initial attack working from, uh, working on that, it can really get away from you. Right. So that's the reason, you know, it's great to have call firefighters and all of that and call firefighters do a tremendous job. And they're also a good, those guys are the next few years hiring class. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's almost like an academy mm-hmm. in some respects. The, the, I will tell you that one of the nice things, and we used them in Freetown, and we used, actually we used auxiliary police in Freetown. I'm not sure if Fairhaven has auxiliary police. Um, but that's a great way for the community to get to know a person mm-hmm. before you give them a contract. Yeah. To be a firefighter that's or a, a good police point. officer. Yeah. You get a chance to see them in action. Yeah. Get to see if you want to really work with this man or woman. Yeah. Whether they've got what it takes and if they've got what it takes um, and whether they really want to do the job. Well, I I had to sit on the other side of the microphone for two years before I got a show, so I know all about that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at heart, I am a fraternity brother. There must be a pledge period. <laughs> yeah, it sure was. <laughs> yeah. uh, complete with complete with forced drinking and everything. 
<laughs> When's your show? I don't really have a show. I just show to, I, I show up on Fridays. Someone else's show, but I'm there. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for Chris to get sick. Hey, oh, look what happened. <laughs> Marcus, a conjunction with his Chinese communist brothers. <laughs> uh, um, so oh, that was hell. Are you kidding me? Where's Chris? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's right, because we weren't really telling anybody at first. <laughs> no one was telling anything. So everybody's yelling, Where's Chris McCarthy? I don't know. <laughs> we called the jail. He's not there. <laughs> <laughs> I can take a break. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, I think it's worth just taking a moment because I haven't done this yet. Right. Um, but just taking a moment to let people know as of last week, I actually still got to write my letter to the select board. As of last week, I am no longer serving the town in my capacity in that capacity as an elected official on the board of public works the reasons for which being i'm here <laughs> right you're here well look i think that's I'm a, here i think that's a very um responsible decision on your part um yeah. you can't, I, I agree you, you can't yeah. <laughs> i agree well it was look, very prudent and responsible there's only so many hours Noble, in the day some would say <laughs> there's only so many hours in the day yeah. Um, and I, I couldn't do it. The, you know, I, I here's the thing. And I want to say I appreciate um, them moving the time for me to earlier, but even still uh, even to 515. But even still, even then, I still couldn't give it the time and attention I did before and the time and attention that it deserved. I'm proud of a lot of the work we did. Right. Um, one of the things that I'm most proud of and I did it and, you know, I, I worked with my um, with my colleagues as the commit on with the Commission on Disability, for which I'm still the chairperson and with my colleagues in the BPW and with the great staff at the BPW, um, you know, Vinny Furtado, uh, Becky Vento um, and all the great department heads. But one of the things we did was we may we uh we made our our town beach more uh, accessible by putting um accessibility mats we got accessibility mats approved and a new beach wheelchair which is really really nice those are really fantastic the beach wheelchairs yeah and um the the fact of the matter is marcus that it's it's nice um to give other people an opportunity yeah and, um to serve yeah yeah that's the other thing it was just it wasn't i wasn't able to give and there's so much important stuff that we do there. Right. And there's so much important stuff the BPW does. You know, BPW one is the parks commissioner, which every town and city has a parks commission. Um, uh, you know, in New Bedford's appointed, and I think maybe Dartmouth it's appointed, and Fairhaven it's elected. It's the right. BPW. You know, uh, town water and sewer, paving streets, all that stuff. That's all stuff that 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 the BPW takes care of. And again, tr you know, I think the BPW does trem tremendous work. Tremendous work. Tremendous with, performance. Um. Year in and year out. Yeah. Right? I mean, anyone can get it right once. Yeah. And, right? and you know, during most of my time there, that you know, the, the town always cuts your budget, and we're always working with shoestring budgets on this and that and the other thing. You know, one time they messed up the warrant, so we lost our roads budget for the entire year. We were lost on the town meeting warrant, and we were still able to make that up. And, you know, it's not because necessarily because of me or because of any of the other my fellow uh, public works commissioners it's because of the staff, right? the staff. Right. yeah the staff right. that we got there Vinny Furtado uh, is just a fantastic superintendent came from the DPI in New Bedford and is really I think uh, we're lucky to have him and during my time there during our time there we extended his contract so he's there for a while um, 
you, the one thing you can you can one of the things you can tell is if you ever watched um, and from time to time we all get an opportunity to watch uh, th- that department work right mm-hmm. but they're doing something on your street things like yeah. that they're highly motivated guys guys and women you know I, I can yeah. always tell if, you know I, I, let's just say men and women I, I don't know what the what the people. ratio is as people they're highly motivated workers um, I, I I watched them a, a number of times. Um, right before storms, come in to clean it out the drains, pull, yeah. you know, and, and that's not fun work. No, it's not. Um, but they do it, and, and and that me look, it goes from the head down, right? The, yeah. The, the top guy isn't motivated; his workers aren't going to be motivated. Yeah. And um, and, but, and we've hired and promoted people to department head positions that are fantastic. Uh, we, you know, we during my time had a new sewer superintendent that's amazing and a, a new highway department superintendent we, we hired that that's also amazing so we're doing the, the work that the bpw does is so important but i just wanted to let people know because if people still calling hey you, i got a question about this i got a question about that what he wants to do is <laughs> what he wants to say all the bpw he can't say on the air but it's over <laughs> yes I'm, I'm sorry uh i appreciate but if um, you have a disability issue or, or a family member does he is still on the disability. I'm still the chairperson of the Commission on Disability. It's a responsibility I think I can still handle, and I think we're you know we're making a lot of good progress there. We're we're you know just to just to segue into the Commission on Disability and some of the work that my colleagues on the commission do. Um, we've gotten uh, closed captioning in public uh, in public meetings done. Uh, the beach uh, beach accessibility is a big thing. We worked with um, Lieutenant Cobza to get a um, voluntary registry for people with disabilities. The Fairburn Police Department that um, you can put your you or your loved ones information there so that if uh, first responders are responding to a scene, they know sort of what they're stepping into if they put someone's name into a um, into the into their database. Right. So um, a lot of good a, a lot of good stuff there. Um, a lot a lot of a lot of really great work that is continuing uh the adopt this thought program we're we're still working on to get people basically to get a, a coalition of people that will shovel out um shovel out uh bus stops in Fairhaven the most frequented bus stops so that people that are in a wheelchair or in a or use a walker they don't have to stand out in the middle of the street um because there's too much snow around their stop so there's there's you know a lot of great work they're doing there um, five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. I can get on the air. The um, the the um, the town of Fairhaven um has a lot of really great people in it. It, mm-hmm. it does. Um, at least two. The, <laughs> the no, no. But I'll tell you something, Marcus. This is kind of funny. You'll you'll, you'll appreciate this. By the way, John in Fairhaven says, "Love hearing you guys talk about Fairhaven." We'll, we'll do it some more. We'll do it some more. I ha- I got a book. Actually, got it from Taylor Cormier. It was from the nine. It was it was a collection of Standard Times articles, front pages. It would be like the front and the second page of the paper. They were put together. It was from the 1940s. All right, so you get an entire year of, of front pages and, and second pages from the from the Standard Times. And so I was going through it, right? And I see a little blur, blurb in the paper talking about the mothers for milk program, right? And it was a volunteer program where they where they would raise money. It was an original type of um like a food stamps program. Okay. They would get milk f- for mothers, right? Mothers in the town would ra- a fave and raise money, pull the money together and they would buy milk for families that needed it, okay? Yeah. And the chairperson was my grandmother. Oh, cool. Right? Yeah. So Mary Alice McCarthy and um but it, but they but it's funny, it was 
Mr. Mary Alice McCarthy. Or no, Mrs. Joseph McCarthy. And then later on I had her oh, name. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my grandfather's name, Joseph L. McCarthy, right? So, uh, no, L. Mrs. L. Joseph McCarthy, right? Leo Joe McCarthy, Joseph McCarthy. So they... um pretty cool right to see that in the in the paper and i remember my dad telling me that your grandmother you say my mother your grandmother that was one of the things in town because they didn't have a, 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 like wick they didn't have any of that yeah right? yeah yeah so if it, if it wasn't done by the church and by local community groups right it just didn't get done mm-hmm. you know and so um that went back to the i don't know when she started doing it um well at least the 1930s um, this this happened to be the 1940s during World War II that this, this paper was came out. Um, so those types of things, and and so much in the town, marks as you just pointed out, is volunteer stuff, right? Almost all of it. I mean, right. the only position that's paid and elected is is uh, I believe a select board. And it's like five six grand a right. year. I right. think I think Board of Health gets a stipend too, but still not. Nothing. Uh, no, and and then and all the volunteer work that people do, mm-hmm. like this group you said, the shovel out. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to get uh, it's called the Adopt a Stop program. We're trying to get a coalition of people um, to shovel out uh, stops or get uh, find commercial partners, which sure. would probably be more preferable because it'd be a lot easier for people to do it with a plow as opposed to we're you know getting out there shovels and all that <laughs> stuff. And every st- every stop that is frequented in Fairhaven, there's a lot of them. Marcus, have you ever had your, your- Driveway plowed as opposed to shoveling it. Yes. And, and then you go, why yes. haven't, why haven't I been The person who plowed my driveway is probably listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better thank him again. Thanks, but Barry. What, what, a, what a difference. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> what a difference. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Yeah, hi. Hey. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I was uh, calling to say that I, I had uh, cast my vote. I was for Sheriff Hogan. I'm really surprised that came out the way it did. Particularly, I thought Sheriff Hogan was going to win. Yeah. Um, is there anything in particular that you know brought you to the? I mean, this this happened a little bit ago. So, is there any particular reason? Is your last name Van Winkle? My last name? Yeah. You. No, Ruffalo. Oh. Ruffalo. All right, so, so, um, Mark. So, are you, um, is there any particular reason that you uh, brought this topic to us? Well, that, that's the way things are going there, you know. Trump's still on his January 6th insurrection about the vote, and that's a vote right here in the Bethard. And then I was a Charlie Baker guy. And for him to step down for the NCCA or basketball is seems like a, a step down in life. You know, that's a response. Uh, I don't know. He's making more money. I he's think making he's a lot more money. Considerably more powerful, too, now than that he is. a responsible position, in my eyes, to be governor and to step down to basketball. Well, he served two terms. and about the money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he served. He served two terms, and then you know, uh, he. I think he wanted a new challenge, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah. And I think that, that, that I, I think Jeff with, deal. Yeah, I think with I think with the issues Jeff. that that are going on uh, in the NCAA, and it's all over the country. Um, I think Charlie Baker looks forward to that. Obviously, he decided to go in that direction. Had he wanted to be 
maintain his governorship. I, I think he could have. I think so, too. Um, but, you know, th- th- there is a, a shelf life to everything, particularly public service. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it, sir. Yeah, thank you. 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. Uh, let's take a break. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. Hello, I'm Jose Hernandez, and I have been using a wheelchair since my accident in 1995. My name is Andrea Delzel, and I've been using a wheelchair since I was five years old. I guess if I had one message for the general public, it would be that I appreciate your help. But please, ask first. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that I've actually got everything under control. I think people get nervous. They don't know how to act, so they pretend I'm not there. What probably bothers me the most is when waiters talk to my companion and not directly to me. I think everyone with a disability can relate to that parking spot problem. We know you're just parking that disabled spot for a second, but please, don't. We're just looking looking for the the same same respect respect and consideration as everyone else. United Spinal Association is dedicated to enhancing the quality of life of people living with spinal cord injuries and disorders. Download our disability etiquette booklet at unitedspinal.org. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. One's on the left, left, the other on the right. Right. But they're both ready to call it right down the middle. More of Marcus and Chris on South Coast tonight here on WBSM. I'll tell you more. I'll, t- I'll tell you later. All right. I'll tell you later. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. That's how you can get on the program. We we look. We, we, we're um talking about some Fairhaven stuff, some New Bedford stuff. But if, if you'd like to, to to give us a call and and and, uh, and bring up something interesting as well, we're happy to hear it. Um, there's a lot going on. There really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because we're we're zeroed in on those topics doesn't mean we're not oh conversational in all kinds of topics. I am conversational in in in, in many political topics. So. So hit me with your best shot. Plus, you know rap music. You know basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, rap you know, music, basketball. Um, we can talk about uh, De Niro movies. You know something about the courts. The courts. I, I've been to the courts. Marcus, <laughs> would you defend... <laughs> <laughs> would you defend someone who's about to be arrested for paying a prostitute or paying a porn star for um, her extortion money? Yeah, definitely. Because it's... It'd probably make a lot of money off that case. You'd have to get the money up front, though. I think <laughs> that particular. I don't think it'd be a problem. That particular. That particular. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't stay rich by giving your money away. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Right. Good point. Um, yeah. 
508-996-0500. But Marcus, get, getting back to, 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 to the city of New Bedford, the, if there was ever a year to get, in, get into well, the city here's council, the this is the year. Well, we're, we're seeing... We're we're not seeing a lot of movement yet, and it's got to probably happen. Probably it's got to probably happen soon. Um, You've got to be talking to your friends and family. We haven't right had now. anybody declare formally for any particular offices yet. Right. We've, we've had we, people say they're not running though. We've had people say that they're Council Lima. Yeah. So so we've had Council Lima say he's running. We did have Zach Boyer say he's running for Ward Five. Who right. he ran against Council Lima last time. We've heard. I've heard rumblings about people running for that seat but still can't break anything official yet right we've heard <coughs> well, let me just say this we know joe lopes former ward six council former president of the city council is now now lives in ward five mm-hmm. so we we know that um we've heard other candidates that feels likely that he'll run to me it does it, yeah me as well it feels likely um but we've had other names that I wouldn't put put out there yet because they're in the decision making. I asked mode. Paul Chase. He said he. I asked him on air because I had him on. He said he, he wasn't sure. Um, I would think that Paul would have would. This is his year. Maybe not Ward Five. Maybe it's at large. I don't know. But I, I would think that Paul at this point would recognize that the thing he didn't do last time, and maybe the time before that, was start early enough. Well, the last time he didn't start early enough. The time before that, I think it was just sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes you just don't. You just don't win. Sometimes you're. It's like the riptide. Nothing you can do, no matter how strong of a swimmer you are, it drags you out to sea. It, yeah. You just can't control it. There are times like that, but I think that time is on people's side unless they squander it. People yeah. are paying attention for the like we've never seen before. I think this cycle. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, frankly, you know, <laughs> when we frank about it, a competitor's mayor's race would would bode well for for <laughs> it would turn out. It Someone's would. asking. Uh, someone, by the way, Wally from New Bedford gave you high marks. Um, I, I didn't really get any high marks, just you. But um, <laughs> but I like you Wally already. So Wally from discerning, New Bedford, discerning man, discerning, yeah. <laughs> um, asked if this this uh, he asked if the if and you're going to say yes if this <laughs> rent control question is just a way to to get turnout. Well, I, I think Council Burgo said that um, so much, um, and I would say that it has no other purpose. Because it's nothing but a ballot question with no force of law. Yeah. At the end of it, all it does is nothing. <laughs> right? It registers the opinion of the people, but it's not even so precise that it gives a direction. It just says, basically, here's what the argument is going to be. Do you want lower rent? We have a scheme for lower rent. Would you like a lower rent? How would anyone vote against that? Yeah. That, that's all you're going to get. Now, you're going to get a lot of opposing views, but I don't know what they're going to argue over other than the principle of private property, which I think is sacred to the American public, but we'll see. Huh. <laughs> it's, the foundation of, it's, it's the foundation of the reason we all eat well, quite frankly. So um, we're going to take a break. Uh, we see some calls in line. We'll get to them when we get back. <coughs> Stupid. It was dumb. It was dumb, Chris. 508-996-0500. Good evening. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey what's up, John? How you doing? How you doing? Good. So what's this I hear? They're trying to uh, arrest Trump. 
tomorrow. I don't, I, I I don't, don't think that's I think true. That, I think that Trump um, is... I think Trump building. Made, I think I think. Look, I think he's he not an alarm. I don't think it's made up because they are working on the security. He said he was going to get arrested on Tuesday. Right. We uh, haven't had any verification on that. Yet. Uh, they are working on the security. I don't. Oh. I think. I think he blew the alarm ahead of time because he wants to get a big crowd. I think there. even his own spokespeople are, aren't even confirming what he said. Oh no, they are. Well, I was. Yeah, no, they're they not. They're was, not. Yeah. I was running on the treadmill today at Planet Fitness, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching all these TVs, right? They got, like, 20 TVs up front. I'm watching all of them, and there's, like, four that are on these news channels, right? Well, thank God one of them was Fox News. Right. You know, I, I was like, all right, oh, at, least yeah. one, at least one sort of credible, know. you know, news agency. By the grace of God, yeah, an incredible, very credible news agency. Yeah. I figured you'd like that one, Mark. Yeah. But no, this yeah. is so... <laughs> So then there's the, right next to it is MSNBC, and I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at both of them, and I'm just going back and forth, and then they, one of them's like, oh, you know, he's going to get arrested tomorrow. Right. You know, da-da-da-da-da. Then Fox News is saying, well, the witch hunt continues. You know, they got to find something new to go, you know, bash on Trump about. I mean, they just let this guy go, man. I mean, I, I know he's running for president again, but it's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, enough's enough. You know what I mean? Look, my I mean, feeling on it is it's that... Digging. My feeling on this is that it is very dangerous to encourage county district attorneys to be going after presidents and presidential candidates um, criminally. That all of us have to live and do business in various counties all over the country. Mm-hmm. That when you when you try to have a federal government. The fact that you're going to draw a candidate, no matter where, from a political county, the idea that, look, former President Obama, under the, under the theory of that county district attorneys ought to be empowered or encouraged to go after former presidents, you don't think there's something that the Bristol, that, that the county district attorney for the Bristol County, for, for rather for I, Cape I, and Islands, I, could go after Obama for? Well, of course well, there is. Let me get this straight. So, so he mm. he had he, you know, allegedly had an affair with Stormy Daniels. I think it's right. pretty. I did. think it's pretty set in stone. I don't even think it's alleged anymore, all right, right? All right. Well, I mean, I'm to <laughs> I don't know if that's no. alleged. <laughs> well, he's never admitted. But, okay, so he had an affair he hasn't with admitted Stormy it. Okay. Daniels, but he paid then, the hush money. But he then he paid the hush money. The extortion okay. money. It was extortion money. Well. It's extortion. Right. So the story so, is that. So Go ahead, sorry. So they are they are arresting. They're, they want to arrest this guy because he paid a woman right. hush money because he had an affair with her. Right. Is that that that's that's the yes. story? That's it's the story a, it's, with? Yeah, but it's 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 not because he paid her. It's how he paid her is where they're looking to indict her. I, I do well, want to. I'm looking to indict him. What they that's, want to indict the him for? It, it, listen, listen how crazy this is. They're saying that. He did it to cover up to, for his campaign and that he didn't because he did not use campaign funds. It was a violation of campaign finance law as if having an affair would only have impacted his well, political career, which is the well, only reason you can do money. use. Yes. In other words, he, he the woman said what happened was she contacted a national inquirer to sell her yeah. story. Donald yeah. Trump had a long-running relationship with the publisher of the National Enquirer. 
He reached out to Trump and said, this woman is trying to sell a story to us about you. At which point, Cohen contacted her people. You're not going to have time to finish your story. Who, who made a demand and they gave her the money. I thought they contacted, they contacted her. Trump's people. Trump's people contacted her. Yes. They contacted her people. That's not, ex- that's not extortion. Well, They're saying, we'll pay you this. She was trying to 